There is no justice, no law, no order, except for the one that will replace it. The time of the Jedi has passed. They cannot defeat faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, it's our Clone Wars finale episode, brought to you by fakingstarwars.net. My name is Storm Duper, and boy oh boy, do we have a great episode for you today. First of all, this episode has mega mega spoilers for every product or brand you have ever heard of. So if you don't want your entire entertainment life ruined, turn the podcast off right now. We have some great fake ads, another piece from Darth Jar Jar, and some great surprises for you. With me in the studio today, just slithering his way through our uh, entrance door. I mean, the slime on the outside of the door is just so disgusting, um, but a bit effervescent at the same time, is Mr. Vegan the Hut. Welcome to the studio. How are you today, Vegan? <laughs> Doing really well. Yeah, and uh, that slime is actually uh, genetic, and um, that scent, you are actually smelling my great-great-grandfather. Is that right? So it's like a perfume, a parfum decor of the huts. Yes. Um, also doubles as a uh, pheromone, if you will. I see. I wasn't aware that huts had those kind of scent glands. Um, does that mean that you're in heat currently? Um, you know, let's let's leave that to our listeners' imagination. Well, I mean, if we can, we'd love to clone you. That way, we'd never have to be without, uh, you know, a hut in the studio. Um, but that may require a little bit more technology than we have at our disposal. We'll get the Russian trolls in the basement to work on that right away, just as soon as they finish fixing the fake-a-meter. Um, with, with us as well is the grandiose, scarlet-faced uh, <laughs> hero himself, Mr. Tibor Antor. How are you, Tib? Yeah, I, I dropped out, and I don't think I missed much. So <laughs> something about something about how he smells. I mean, like you think about like how uh, Jake Gyllenhaal smells. He's got like his own scent. So so what's your fragrance called there, vegan? <laughs> uh, let's see. Eau de toilette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eau de bosca. <laughs> yeah. Jabba no wanga wanga. Ne jabba no eternity. Do all of the fakes. Well, uh, gentlemen, that sound means that it's time for the return of Duel of the Fakes, written by Mr. Willie Bobo, head honcho CEO of FakingStarWars.net. Are you excited? Heck yeah. Game on, my fellow cloners. Time to play another round of Duel of the Fakes. Yippee! This is where the fun begins. Whoa, whoa, guys. Is this game vegan, cruelty-free, and Leaping Bunny certified? What the hell? You you played it last time. Yeah, but I haven't slept well since then. Well, it says right here that Duel of the Fakes is 100% vegan-friendly and Leaping Lizards certified. Even safe for pregnant men and women. Okay, great. Thank you for verifying. You huts sure are high maintenance. <laughs> well, this round of Duel of the Fakes is brought to you by this beauty here. It's Rawhide's new replica Dave Filoni hat. Moving, moving, moving. Oh, they're disapproving. Keep them doggies moving, Rawhide. That's a fine-looking hat. Yes, sirree. Perfect for roundtable discussions, comic conventions, and faking Star Wars. 
a black Stetson made of genuine fake leather right here in the U.S. of A. The Dave Filoni it will give you an urban space cowboy look that will turn heads and save franchises. <laughs> it's the only Dave Filoni hat endorsed by Dave Filoni. Order yours by June 15th and Rawhide will put a feather in your cap, literally. You'll also receive one genuine hair from George Lucas with your Dave Filoni hat. So this is summer. Be the ultimate protege with the Dave Filoni hat by Rawhide. Yeah! <laughs> hey, uh, fellow shills, can I wear the Filoni while we play Duel of the Fakes? Um, that would be giving you an unfair advantage, Teeb. Rumor has it the hat bestows a vast amount of Star Wars knowledge upon its wearer. Oh, that's fine, I guess. I don't need the hat. Teeb is his own man. Let's do this already. For anyone who is new to our game, this is how Duel of Fakes works. I'm going to present three Star Wars news stories that should all be fake, but there's a catch. One is a real story hiding in the mix. Like a Jedi posing as a fake Force user post-Order 66. Um, yeah, exactly. This round is dedicated to the Clone Wars, and because of that, we are retconning a few things. I've got a bad feeling about this. We're also going to reset the scores, so we're all on a level playing field. Excuse me, I was not consulted about that. I don't know why we're resetting the scores. <laughs> I clearly have an advantage. You can, uh, one my, point. That my can be your the same, okay? expanded universe score, Teeb. This is kind of like a okay, metaphor my score for is canon. Star Wars. No, my score, my score <laughs> is canon, okay? It's, no. <laughs> it can be canon for you. Okay, thank you. Head cannon, fine. As long as the game is still biodegradable and cruelty-free, I'm good. As long as I win, I'm good too. So, without further ado, here's the first story. Recently, it was revealed that Rosario Dawson would be playing Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian Season 2. Part of the story that went unnoticed, however, is that Dawson will be lending her voice to an upcoming audio novella that serves to bridge the gap between Clone Wars Season 7 and the next time we see her in Rebels Season 1. According to Deadline, the audio-only novel will also tie up a few loose ends that were never given closure during the Clone Wars, including the fates of Gar Saxon, Lux Bonteri, and Jar Jar Binks. Misa Jar Jar Binks? Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares about them except for maybe Jar Jar. Yeah. Well, the I real Darth Jar Jar, he might J.J. Abrams, wasn't he supposed to have put like a skeleton of Jar Jar on the sands of Jakku anyway? Yes. Oh. Yes. There was maybe that's just the extended that. cut edition that hasn't been released by the Mouse House yet. The Lucas cut. Yeah. So next up in our hunt for the one true story is this piece of news. On the strength of its series finale, Clone Wars became the number one streaming original series in the world. But the achievement was short-lived. Days after, Parrot Media announced its big coronavirus winners on its streaming front. ESPN's 10-episode documentary about Michael Jordan took over the top spot. The Last Dance registered 72 million average daily demand expressions. This is the metric Parrot uses to measure global demand for TV content, dunking on the 68 million scored by Clone Wars earlier in the week. Of course, considering that ESPN and Disney Plus are both owned by Disney, it's a win-win for the House of Mouse. Seems plausible. 
Were you watching mm-hmm. the uh, the last dance there, Vegan the Hunt, practicing your your ball skills? Um, yeah, I, I got a lot of really good footwork um, when I play foot uh, foot. Uh, Football? Hockey, uh, um, <laughs> basketball. Uh, you don't even have the feet. The... How the hell do you? How do you have footwork? You don't even have feet. You just slug around. I mean, you tra- you're literally traveling the entire game. You should well, be disqualified what... from every basketball game. Maybe huts would be very good at basketball because the, since they don't have feet, they can't travel. They just you know they they can slide from one end of the uh, the court to the other without having to worry about it. Well, they're definitely dribbling. You know, it's the losers are the are always the ones that are complaining against the people who win at basketball. Play me one on one, Teeb. Play me one on one. Oh, it's a challenge. Yes, I, I believe that is a challenge. I want to see Vegan the Hut dunk on Teeb. <laughs> Take it to that the would house. be that would be <laughs> that would probably like blow away every single record ever ever known to man because it'll never happen can you imagine it's never like, gonna happen in the uh in a new hope like the um the special edition if there was just like a basketball <laughs> hoop in the background there in the um docking bay 94 and like instead of just talking like han solo is like you know shooting it up like a game of horse with jabba the hut you know <laughs> i would yeah you know, that would even i get boarded sometimes i'll try to dunk on this java <laughs> You know, Good, we have short arms, us huts, but uh, they're short but powerful. Right. Yeah. We you are have literally the good, worst uh, species shot. to ever be built to play basketball. It's like you are the exact opposite of what a basketball <laughs> player should be. You have short little arms. You have no legs. You have these these big beady eyes, and I don't I don't even what 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 would you do? The better to see you with. <laughs> All three pointers. That's the only thing. But you have no arms. You got these little arms. You're like the Tyrannosaurus Rex of Star Wars. It's just sad. <laughs> this would be like Space Jam too, you know, like Michael Duncan playing yeah. against the Job of the Hut. I would pay so much money to see that movie. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, that's story number two. Uh, not about Jabba okay. playing basketball, but about uh, <laughs> the Last Dance. <laughs> I think we'll just make it about Java playing basketball. Uh, this last up, <laughs> last up in our Clone Wars bout of Duel of the Fakes is this little gem, Kevin Kiner. Is it Kiner or Keener? K I N E R. Kiner, I think. The musical genius. Let's just call him Kenner, like the like the Toy Story. Kevin toy, toy, Kenner toys, is Kenner. Yeah, well, he's the musical that. genius who scored the entire Clone Wars series, along with Rebels and a laundry list of movies and other TV shows. And he sat down for an interview with Inverse.com, where he reflected on the thousands of hours that he's dedicated to Star Wars. During the Q&A, Kenner... Kiner, <laughs> now you got me saying it. Kiner revealed he once had to overrule the maker himself. According to Kiner, George Lucas suggested hip-hop music for the Clone Wars feature film. But Kiner shut him down, explaining how using rap would give the movie a Power Rangers vibe, which is not what they should be going for. Lucas agreed, and that was the end of hip-hop music in the Clone Wars. No way that's real. No way. (laughs) Anything is possible back, back in that time era. You know, they... I mean, I feel like they Lucas with, was, like, you know, smoking. Jar Jar was, uh, was pretty hip, you know. Was George Lucas doing those... poppers at that time? 
<laughs> very likely, very likely. I mean, did you see that? Deathsticks. You tried to put I mean, sync into Attack of the Clones for crying out loud. I did hear about that. Believe me, I am my uh, my life partner reminds me mm-hmm. how wonderful that band is all the time. So yeah. Can't you see? Can't you picture like a, you know, like LL Cool J on the Death Star, like rapping some beats, like, you know. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. LL Cool J is a rapper. It's just sad. Run DMC. I like big huts and I cannot lie. Do you remember when Godzilla came out in 2000? I do remember. Yeah. When uh, Puff they Daddy or whatever P. the hell he was calling himself then. Yep. P. Diddy. Sean McCombs, whatever the hell his name was. He changed his name so he wouldn't get a, a, a $75 parking ticket on a moped in Miami. What a punk ass. It has to B. cost more than $75 to change your name, doesn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Talk to your wife. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a recap of the three stories. Remember, one of them is true, and we need to smoke out the fake fake. First, we had Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano in this new audio novel that takes place between Clone Wars and Rebels. And then there was The Last Jedi dunking on Clone Wars, taking over the top spot as the most in-demand original streaming content in the world. And lastly... The composer of Clone Wars protecting George Lucas from himself when he vetoed the maker's suggestion to include hip-hop music in the 2008 animated film. What's it going to be, fellas? I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first this time because last time uh, the vegan went first last time. That seems fair. So I'll give yeah. ladies I'll give first him the advantage. <laughs> Winners first, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Michael Jordan. Has to be real. Okay. Have you seen that, okay. by the way, Teeb? The Michael Jordan show? The Michael Jordan show. No, I have not seen that. Last Dance. Neither have I. No, I, no, I haven't seen it either. No, I, 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 I was. Uh, I'm not super into basketball, so, you know. And you think you can win against me? Okay. <laughs> I'm tall. You're not. I win. <laughs> tall people always win. Huts are like eight feet tall. What are you talking about, Teeb? I'm tall and red. I, I mean, I have everything going. Red people, you know, we basically rule the galaxy, so. So Teeb is mm. going with number, you said number one? Numero dos. Numero dos, okay, the, the last dance. How about you, uh, vegan? If my feet were against the fire. <laughs> you don't have feet! <laughs> <laughs> You're just really pissing me off with this feet thing. <laughs> I think it would be now. Oh, what the hell? I'll go. I'll go with the Rosario Dawson story. Okay, a Rosario Dawson as the audio-only novel. I I have been hearing that there are going to be some audio novels, and maybe there already have been, but I haven't listened to them. That's a cool format. You know, it reminds me of the early radio productions that they've done. So, I think she'd be. A, it'd be a nice way to get her feet wet and her tentacles wet as a Sokatano. Her leku. God, that's what they are leku not tentacles yes so all right well shall i uh shall i let you know the real story here gentlemen you can let's you do can it. up the suspense and like get rid of one or tell oh us yes that's even, right i've if, done that before right in the past. or okay. anything i'm i'm <laughs> going to remove story number one about the uh ahsoka tano this is completely fake although it would be cool since the count dooku audio only novel was pretty legit but this is a completely fake story that willie bobo busted out of his basketball so what you're saying is that vegan is wrong and that would make him not (laughs) a winner 
Well, but I, I could have I could have told you you were both wrong and and re- revealed the true story, uh, but I didn't. I'm giving you a little help here, so you guys get gotcha. to co you know collaborate. So you're saying that it's possible that I'm right, but it's also possible that I'm wrong. It's very possible Still. that you're right. It's very very possible. Ooh, I see favoritism here. Oh yeah, definitely. We're OG. <laughs> So you what's gotta, it gonna you be? Are you gonna, are you gonna? We didn't have time to haze you because vegan? of the virus. I'm gonna lock you well, in. Team. I'm locking you in <clears> because <throat> you already picked story number two, and I just, I just. No, uh, that's fair. I think that's only that's fair. fair. And v- so vegan, you get the the chance to switch to three or two. Uh, number two sounds the most legit. All right. Well, we have two big losers on the show today <laughs> because story number three is the true story. Oh, my God. That is so yes. disturbing um, to me that I, I have to quit right now. I have to leave and go work on my my hoops. The, um, the Clone Wars See? did about nearly twice the amount uh, on that Parrot Analytics rating. However, uh, The Last Dance has become the most watched documentary ever, even beating out Tiger King on Netflix. But the true story is from Kevin Uh. Kiner uh, in that interview. Lucas would throw me a CD and say, my son's listening to this. See if you can use something like this. And it was like a rap tune or hip-hop thing, Kevin tells in verse. That was really challenging, and sometimes it didn't work George was the kind of guy who would push and push to make it different. There's no way that's real. There's no way that's real. There's no way that's real. No way. No way. Clearly, it's a good thing that Jet thing. Lucas wasn't into polka music. Oh, that would actually, I mean, be better almost Jesus. than like hip hop, I guess. I mean, you can imagine. Also, that is such a semantical change. And so it was, it, it did beat it, but it was a documentary and not an original series or something. Is that what you're saying? No. So no. basically, it, everything it was, was true except the fact the that it was a documentary. Clone Wars. Oh, only half. Okay, so. But it, didn't it was the it. leading okay. documentary. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but no, okay. it, it got feel smoked so out now. completely by Clone Wars. So yeah, you're not only are you a loser, but you're a pathetic loser. <laughs> 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 I learned it from a lady who never admitted that she ever lost an election. So I learned it from her. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks really for playing, subverted guys. my expectations with that. I was not expecting that to be true. Yeah, it's a I weird was hoping one, it wasn't true. George Lucas wanted hip hop in the Clone Wars. Dial a clone. The Clone Wars are over. Now why not put the clone army to work for you in some unexpected ways? Introducing Dial-A-Clone. The recent clone surplus means that you don't have to sit at home all alone watching galactic reruns of bullseyeing womp rats. Dial-A-Clone matches you with personal clone who is trained to take care of all your needs. And we do mean all. Clones can be ordered safely and quickly to your desert hovel by the push of a button and come pre-screened for compatibility with you and free of any communicable diseases or annoying personality quirks. And our clones are trained to always say, yes dear, you're right. Dial a clone. Act now and take advantage of our monthly subscription service. Never pass another dual sunset without the strong warm hands of our clones on your shoulders to massage you into bliss. Subscription packages come with your choice of novelty scented blasters and edible underwear. You can choose from a variety of decorative flavors, including panther milk, Frosty Hothberry or Fried Pork. 
What's that you say? There's no underwear in space? Well, there won't be after our clones are done with you. Dial clown. Now responsible for sudden adherence to Order 66. Okay, so I don't know if anybody else has heard about this. It's kind of like on the down low. Like I'm, I'm in the D23 club. It's like you know the special secret club that like Tom Hanks and only like about 300 other people are allowed to be involved in with 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 the mouse. And apparently, because the parks are closed and they're strapped for cash, you know they have this thing where you could go to um, Black Spire Outpost and uh, and uh, Batu and get your lightsaber and it's like this whole experience that they do and they have like it's really immersive and you have to like choose your color and choose your side and your your lightsaber parts and all that good stuff and it's this whole ceremony well all those actors were furloughed they had nothing to do so what they did is they all came they all like got together and they made themselves an Amazon account and they were selling the lightsabers on the, the the mouse market they call it and basically you could get the lightsabers delivered to your house and the actors would come and do the ceremony in your house really with within the social distancing thing but with masks and gloves yeah all that with the masks and the gloves everything was great uh, one of my really close friends uh, took advantage of this you know service um, Everything was great. The actors were tremendous. Uh, they were tipped really well. Um, only thing is that it turns out that the lightsabers are actually made in China, and so now he has the Rones. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See, that's what you get when you buy things from the mouse market. That's right. That's right. Those cheap components, they just you know they you put a lot of shine the on market. them, make them look good, but it's just it's just an empty emptiness inside, you know? It's like the force is Chinese. I don't know what to tell you. I'm I'm sorry to tell everybody, but everything is made in China. So right. look around your house and uh, any of those lightsabers that you have, don't lick them. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> not that you would, because that's just weird. I don't know what my friend did with his. <sighs> I don't know. There are a lot of people buying stuff right now on online uh, in the times of COVID to try to help them through. Um, I, I actually purchased some comic books, uh, old style classic comic books that I found online. And, uh, you know, it's just fun to relive those days. I've never been much of a comic book reader, but I mean, there's, there's never been a better time to buy Star Wars comics than, uh, you know, love in the time of Coronaville. So true. What about you, vegan? Did you buy anything exciting and wonderful? Uh, lots and lots of kale, <laughs> almond milk. Nuts, Blah. berries, Blah. almonds shaped like lightsabers, or like kelp and seaweed. <laughs> Do you have one of those little frog things that you like, just like to munch on every once in a while? Though I mean, I know you're vegan, but I mean, those things don't have souls, so you should be. Those are just. Them. See, here, here's a thing that people don't understand about those things. What humans and uh, and other species may call bubble gum, we have the frogs. Ah, well, they do seem like they'd be really chewy. You could probably make a a vegan version, you know, like a tofurkey version of those frogs out of kale and spinach and, you know, kelp powder or something. Oh no, um, those are those are vegan. Okay, as long as you don't swallow them, they're <laughs> vegan. Okay, so you just chew on it and you like spit it out, spit like, it a, out like a right. like a like a like a date. I spit. I don't swallow. Oh gosh. <laughs> so there's like there's like a big. Sp- 
like spittoon in every uh, hut's palace for them to like spit their chewed up kelp frogs. Yes, chaw, oh. if you will. Chaw. It's been chawed. <laughs> oh, that must be what that smell is. I mean, other than your non-feet slug snail body, whatever that is. Oh my God, how do you guys buy pants? It's like MC Hammer pants. Please, hut, don't yes. hurt them. <laughs> parachute pants. <laughs> Parachute pants. You can't he's touch on the, this. He's on the Bosca. court doing his, dropping his threes. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, you know it's been an exciting couple of weeks in Star Wars uh, for for many reasons, but we did get some new content, and I know that neither of you were real Clone Wars fans uh, earlier, but. I had taken to finally getting through them all. I had sort of watched them in bits and pieces over the last few years, but I committed, um, you know, about a month and a half ago to watch every single episode and to memorize the scripts from each one. So I got myself up to speed, and we decided to do an episode about the the Clone Wars finale season. So, you know, season seven was was the end cap on, on Clone Wars, but really those last four episodes were a movie set apart. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, but just kind of going down the list here, you know, some of the subplots, we had the, the introduction of the Bad Batch of clones, which was very exciting for me. I'd like to see them, you know, to, to get their own spinoff show, uh, like the Brady Bunch or something like that. There was a little side plot with Ahsoka meeting some uh, friends. You know, she she got to know a couple of Latina girls who were immigrants <laughs> trying to escape um, their country. I think they were El Salvadorian. Um, and and you know, most interestingly, <laughs> just, yeah, sure, <laughs> a lot of integration with a Revenge of the Sith at the very yes. end, especially the final uh, couple of episodes. So um, it was just a incredible show. It's gotten a lot of. Um, a lot of compliments from people on social media. I've read things people have said like, oh my gosh, that was amazing and best Star Wars stuff ever and all kinds of amazing things. What was your first reaction, Vegan, to the Clone Wars finale? Oh, I cried. Really? I I wept. Not not just cried, but I wept. So thankful that's over. <laughs> <laughs> Was it just from the very beginning? I mean, uh, the the way that they introduced um, the Star Wars kind of original credits sort of style, or what was it that gotcha? Um, you know, it was it was the last scene where, well, spoiler spoilers of course, but the last scene where Darth Vader is looking at the helmet, and he's like what the hell is this paint on the helmet? <laughs> and he just walks away and I'm like, you man, you do you. And you know, right. I was just, it, and then the, the credit started rolling for this, for the episode. And I was like, that's it. There's no more. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, I actually, my, my initial reaction was, uh, watching Ahsoka kind of, uh, you know, do her thing, kick ass. Thought that was pretty cool, um, but I thought it was uh, while there was a lot that went that happened in the last, uh, especially four episodes. It felt kind of like, eh, okay, that that's it. Uh, I don't know. It, it really wasn't, and you know, as you said before, I'm not a huge fan. It felt like a cartoon to you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it reminds me, you know, like when Ahsoka is talking to Anakin and he asks her, like, how did you get back here? And she says, that's a long story and not really relevant right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how I felt about this whole series. I mean, it was really well made and really interesting just to see how they did it with the choreography and the music and and the story. But like, I just, eh, whatever. Darth Maul and Ahsoka, who gives a crap? Like... (laughs) Just the fact that they kind of glossed over some things that have hap- that happened, you know, like, as an example, you know, Anakin turning to Darth Vader. It was like, oh, okay, well, that happened. I guess, you know, she's doing her own thing, so she wouldn't have known anything that's going on. But it just felt like, oh, okay, we're, we're here now. Well, they had to address that, right? I mean, there's that scene, there's an actual scene from Revenge of the Sith that they animate, and then just at that moment, Ahsoka walks in, right? And, of course, we don't see that in Revenge of the Sith, and Rex says to her, you didn't tell him what Maul said about General Skywalker. And then she's like, no, I didn't, because that would mean this whole show is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean, can you can you imagine? I mean, if, if she like Ahsoka has this info about Skywalker being this groomed apprentice for the Sith, if she just kind of you know slyly mentioned that, oh by the way, Master Yoda and Mace Windu, all your fears are realized, and Anakin is a Sith in training. Maybe <laughs> don't let him go visit with the Chancellor. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I, think, I can I see think what why it was it felt is flat. that it was something so completely apart from what she considered to be reality that she felt like she would be mocked if she said it. Ah, That's what she was thinking. But again, that's a convenient, they had to do something like that because let's be honest, they, they, she's never mentioned in the movies, obviously. So they have to, they have to figure out a way of why they're never mentioning this very pivotal character in the, in the galaxy (laughs) ever. I mean, ultimately she's just an apprentice, an apprentice. So she's not like, pivotal in the grand scheme of things but she's pivotal she's pivotal to anakin's character because to be a leader of somebody is to be a better person because you have to be a mentor right so you never see him have that uh he never has that what's the right word for it he never has that that frame of mind that that reference that you see as a character in the movies because he's an apprentice He's he's somebody's bitch. He doesn't have his own. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't get past, I guess, the sort of retconning of it all, uh, of a movie that I am not a fan of anyway. Um, there's like, you know, why isn't, you know, there, in part two, for example, The Phantom Apprentice, you know, the Master Kenobi had a more important engagement, right? And it's like, yeah, with the plot of a terrible prequel movie. And it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense to me that before Kenobi goes to Utapau, he he decides to like call in on a hologram to talk to Ahsoka about the Maul plot and attacking an entire planet. Right? I mean, wouldn't he be on the phone like with his clones trying to get like details about the planet and try to find out like where to go? It just there's so much happening for each character in the background. It doesn't. It just it feels flat and. and I just, I didn't well, just go, wait till I didn't a Kenobi because it. it's going to be a lot worse. 
<laughs> oh, I have that to look forward to. Get used to, to a lot hey. of these on the phone. I'm on the phone with this guy, but we're not talking about this thing because nobody knows about it over there yet, and we can't ever admit it exists because nobody mentioned it in dialogue for three movies, right. for six it's movies, like Ahsoka, for nine It's movies. like Ahsoka you know, just slips into the Jedi Council's DM chat you know, while they're talking about removing the <laughs> counselor or the chancellor. You know, uh, She's yeah. just like, oh, yeah. by the way, I captured Maul, that Sith Lord that you uh, thought was dead and came back from the dead and have never mentioned in the movie at all. But by the way, I just captured him. <laughs> yeah. I, I just was really surprised that they didn't kill him again. Yeah, well, I guess they can't, right? You know, because he, he comes up later him. in uh, different properties like Solo and oh. Rebels. So they have to leave him alive. But that's where yep. the, that was actually one of the coolest things, I thought, was that little uh, microwave you know, prison device that they had on Mandalore. They said it was like the only one of its kind left, and they, they just put Maul into a microwave, I guess. The Hannibal Lecter thing that it was like the it was like the almost it was almost a reverse cryo freezing right it was almost like uh, yeah uh, it was it was heat it was it was a force field a force field literally a force field right keeping him from being able to use the force even though he somehow used the force to communicate with Ahsoka Tano right hmm well I guess and I, warn her maybe it was faulty you know maybe it was that's why they they. Uh, it was the one left they found in the basement. You know, they didn't even bother throwing it away because they thought it was broken or something. I mean, let's face it. Everything retconned is garbage because that's that's what happens. You have to, like, work within this very structured format and not introduce any new interesting characters. So to do that is the death of creativity. It's the death of anything good. So they just kind of... It's kind of like the like uh, you know an inside joke like every, like everybody gets. It's like look, we get it. We never mentioned Ahsoka. Get over it. Move on with your right. life. We have to figure out a way to make this interesting and fun for everybody. So, and with those, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of conveniences. Of course, of course, yeah. That's why I say Kenobi's gonna be way worse. <laughs> Wait till Kenobi. Like the chip not working for that split, you know, five seconds Which or whatever. Chip? Oh, you Which mean his chip? brain tumor chip? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, I, I mean, Rex oh, is sort of trying I, to resist it. Like, if anyone has the ability to do or uh, resisting it, he does, right? Because he sort of, he had some knowledge about this already because Fives, he was part of Fives, like, downfall. You know, he tried to save Fives. So I, I, I liked that character moment. To me, Rex was kind of the most interesting part of the show. Um, because he, he yeah. demonstrated autonomy a little bit as a clone, which is kind of a fascinating theme to explore. If you watch him in Rebels, because he makes an appearance in Rebels, spoiler alert, but he makes an appearance in Rebels, and he has, I think if I remember correctly, he has that plate on the side of his head to kind of show oh. that he resisted the Order 66, because otherwise he wouldn't be that sympathetic of a character in Rebels. So they, right. they were already looking at that as like, well, he didn't murder any Jedi. Don't worry about Rex. He's good to go. He ripped that damn thing out of his head. You well, know? his loyalty that, to the clones thought. and to the, the cause is really demonstrated, you know, in this show. I mean, and, and uh, I thought it was really moving, like when Ahsoka took his mask off there. Um, and I was expecting them to make out. I mean, she's not a Jedi anymore. I mean, why not pop Rex's cherry for once and for all? Like, she's a lesbian. Oh, <laughs> right, right. I thought that was pretty clear with her little friend that she made fixing the motorcycle or whatever the space motorcycle. Oh, the with the El Salvadorians. Yeah, El Salvadorians. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You're talking about like 
Latinas and everything like that. Like, uh, it's just kind of like the whole Australian thing with me, with, with uh, you know, the or Kiwi or whatever the hell he is, with Boba Fett. Mm. It's like accents and things like that that come from within our world just seem to, like, take me out of things. Like, okay, when you think about, like, the original trilogy and you think about, like, accents with the British, like, uh, Tarkin... Oh, you fall too trusting. I mean, that's just like all the bad guys when we were kids spoke with like either really smart people or bad guys always spoke with like a British a British accent. So it was just kind of that way. But now there's all these new accents that are introduced. And and the minute I heard the Kiwi accent, the first time I was just like, what? It just was kind of weird to me because there's the, there should be accents within that within the universe, right? And I don't know. Is there like space Australia or space New Zealand somewhere or space El Salvador? And if there is, I'd like to see that. I'd like to know about that culture. I think that would be interesting. Teeb is like calling up his mom. I don't like diversity. <laughs> I am not Mommy, saying that. Make it go away. <laughs> I'm not saying that. It's just no. It's like an anachronism. It's like when you hear the Tarzan scream from Chewbacca in uh, in. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, or like the one for me that really stuck out was in Phantom Menace, I think it was, when um, Jar Jar says like, Okie Day, Okie Day or whatever, um, which is like, like, I think from like Full okay. House. Oh, is it? Full House? <laughs> Something <laughs> like day. that. You know, like the little, I think the you're little right. kid, like I think the you're Olsen right. twins, don't they say like, Okie Day or whatever? Okay. I don't know. I think you might be right. God, Ex- God no, 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 they say, now like, that's going to bother me, me forever. Excuse me. <laughs> Or something. Oh, squeeze me. How rude. How rude. How rude. How rude. Anyway, if I get what you're saying, yeah, I mean, the the, the accents need to have a place, right? And it it seems like they got that with the clones. They all have the Kiwi accent. Um, but I thought I thought if you've that ever this if you've ever played Mass Effect, actually giving the culture of Mandalore its own kind of thing, like um, they explored the idea of like so like Bo-Katan, right? I mean, she is a classic Karen, you know. She's like, but they should have just called her like Bo Karen. Like they can't take over my planet, you know. She comes in with her armor <laughs> and stuff, and I I thought they did a good job of putting some life on those bones. I need to speak to the manager. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> That's sort of who she was, right? I don't remember her. Was she the Mandalorian with the weird haircut? Yeah. Yeah, she had the straight orange yeah. hair who was uh, the sister of, um, who was it, the the one that Obi-Wan was in love with? Anyway. See, I only watched, I, I didn't wa- I only watched the last two episodes of season six and then all of season seven. Well. Just so I could, like, because I really heard a lot of good things about season seven, and so. Season yeah. five, six, and seven are all really solid. I do encourage you to watch them, but, like, as they're constructing this idea of the Siege of Mandalore, like, Bo-Katan is part of Death Watch, I guess, right? And she's a Mandalorian, mm. I guess. But mm. she takes her helmet off all the time. So I'm really curious, like, how that's going to play into the stuff with Din Djarin in The Mandalorian, where he doesn't take it off. That really bothered me, actually. He's oh, not really, really Mandalorian. Vegan? Yeah, because, you know, I'm watching the show, and they're talking about, uh, they're on Mandalore, and nobody has a helmet on. Or they keep taking it off. Right. But that's like, their planet. Okay, that's their well, planet. How does it's that... like when you're in your house and you're walking that... around in your boxers. It's the same kind of thing. You're like, eh, I'm not really like, you know. But like in the Mandalorian, when they go to their little coven or whatever they call it, they don't take yeah, their helmets off, off there. Then. 
No, but they're they're like an outcast society. Like even Din Djarin isn't really a Mandalorian. Remember, he's a he was rescued by them. So it's this is maybe his. I think this is more his thing than the their thing. I don't know. Hmm. But like Either that, or they just don't even give a jack. But like they <laughs> ask, like, they cares? ask the Mandalorian. They ask Din Djarin in episode three of the Mandalorian. Uh, the armorist acts acts him specifically. Asks him specifically, did you take your mask off ever? And he says no. And she's like, this is the way. So I, I think there's some more plot work here that needs to happen, like with the Mandalorians and their whole helmet shtick, because it's it's a little bit thin, okay. and I don't. It's a very okay. confusing. I don't like I gotcha. it. Yeah, they have it's... they they have they have room then to explain why Mandalorians don't take off their helmets. Also, isn't their entire culture gone by the beginning of the Mandalorian and the end of the OG? I suppose it would be. I thought that was the whole thing. They lost their planet, right? Didn't did their planet get blown up like Vulcan or something like that? That I don't know because I haven't really watched Rebels, so I'm not sure. I had a kind of a thought just now that maybe they keep their helmets on so you don't know they're Mandalorian, but that just identifies them as Mandalorian. Hmm. Well, talk to nah, the helmet-wearing weirdo, Duper. Duper needs to have a conversation with other weird helmet wearing people and figure that out that that'll be your assignment that's your that's your call to action people <laughs> yeah your call to action is to tell us why the hell the mandalorians have to wear their damn helmets all the time except for when they're gonna do it there must be something that poop. we're gonna find out later so um Space poop. well uh, guys let me let me stop you right there because on the phone we have uh we have um darth jar jar this is courtesy of brennan mcmahon uh and so darth jar jar is on the phone jar jar spoke with Star Wars guru Dave Filoni about the last season of the Clone Wars and something even more important. Congrats on the last season of the Clone Wars and being able to excite many fanboys about Nosoka. Ratings spake more than a handful of people watched the season, so that's nice for you, sir. Misa bet the dark side coronavirus not so hurt viewership keeping those nerds even more glued to the Disney Plus screens. Yeah, thanks for having me. And you're right, it appears several handfuls of people tuned into the various episodes of the last season. I'm just happy that I didn't pull Orion and split the fan base by subverting Ahsoka expectations. Why no so bringing Misa back? I'm sorry, what? I thought we bringing were... Bringing Misa back! Let Misa wreck the place and show in the world Misa Maxi big power. Well, I... Yusa had a hot chance to fulfill Yusa destiny and finish what George Lucas started. I mean, Jar Jar, I wanted to, but... Together, Yusa and Mai could have ruled the galaxy as father and son. Father and son? Who would be the... But a Yusa decided to make it the whole thing but a Yusa precious pity Ahsoka creation. I mean, she's a fan favorite. Misa could be Sa too. Even Yusa reattach a Yusa's spine when spoke about George's wishes. Well, we put in the series what we could, but the mouse, he's not that into you. Perhaps it's about a time Misa put a dead mouse out of his misery. That's that's the dark side talking. That's the only side Misa have, Dave. I can tell. Imagine a logo without a Mickey's dumb ears, but a Misa instead. I see you've been thinking about this uh, for a while. No matter. Now you shall have to put a Misa in the Mandalorian. What? Uh, I don't really have the authority to... You shall add in every 
everyone else under the sun. So it's our only fair. Uh, I mean, uh, I just can't. See you so on set, Dave. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, thank you. That's real Darth Jar Jar on Twitter. Uh, Brennan McMahon, thank you for that addition to uh, Jar Jar's phone calls. <laughs> Jar Jar did kind of get the axe in this uh, series finale, guys. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't in this season at all, was he? In season seven, I didn't see him at all. Was he in the other seasons? Oh, well, yeah. He was, in the, he was in the first couple seasons, I remember that. Definitely, definitely. Because I watched the first two, and then I skipped yep. until the last bits. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Like he said, he's put everybody else in the Mandalorian now, so why not Jar Jar, I guess. There were some other things that we hadn't seen before. Like, um, I had to put this on pause and watch it several times. Do you remember at the end of uh, episode, well, I'm going to call it episode four, but the final episode of the finale, uh, Victory Victory and Death. Death. Um, yes. Ahsoka and Rex are trying to escape from those clone troopers that have her, her, her face blazoned on their helmets. And she does this really weird lightsaber trick where she, like, makes a hole in the ground and they fall down. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was really Mm -hmm. cool. So the first time I watched that, I mean, it was cool, but at first time I thought it was a glitch and, like, she suddenly got these super long arms and they, like, passed through Rex and, like, made this big circle. I'm like, what the heck just happened? Like, what's going on? That is really crappy (laughs) animation. Well, then I go back to watch it. She actually... Uh, lets her lightsabers go out and get controlled by the force. And yeah, so she has the force. Yeah, and that we've never seen that before in any property. <laughs> I don't think. Like, you've never seen anybody use the force to control their lightsaber? Not like that. Me? Like where they're basically using it like like a remote control, like a drone. Like that really opens up a lot of things. To me, that's more uh, catastrophic to canon consistency than the Holdo maneuver. I mean, Luke Skywalker or mm. Darth Vader could have like thrown their lightsaber and just like twiddled it around in the air like a little, you know, lightning bug and like like crawl. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, the from... glaive, like thrown it, like yeah, like Guardians, it, like... exactly. Yeah, like why don't we get to see that more? Talk to Ahsoka Tano. I mean, she <laughs> she uh, is the first one to. She... Dude, it, you have way too much time on your hands if you're sitting there and looking at that. <laughs> way too much time on your hands. We are in a pandemic. Kids, this is what happens team. when you run a, pan, a podcast. You become insane. I haven't, I haven't eaten anything that can't be delivered to my door hot in three months, Teeb. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I've been living off almond milk and Cheez-Its for the last 90 days. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds like and me. Slim Jims. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. What else did you think, Vegan? I mean, I know you're not a big animation guru here, but was there a, your favorite part, maybe, from, from the entire uh, four-part finale that you'd like to share? Probably the first, kind of the... One of the that first episode. What, what's the name of it? Um, that one, I can't remember. The Phantom... The Apprentice? Phantom Apprentice was episode two. No, that's two. Three is the bad shattered. Batch. Anyway, the first one. Um, yeah, it was just cool to see, um, you know, Anakin kind of go out and do the old bait and switch. Um, oh, hey, guys. Yeah, we give up, you know. <laughs> that was kind of interesting. <laughs> and then they're like, it's a trap. It's a trap. You fool. I thought it was cool that he killed the commander. He's like, I just got to kill that one commander droid, and we're good. The rest of them are morons, which is what I've always said, the Roger Roger (laughs) droids. I actually feel really bad for them. 
they just they are, are just born to die mopped up by lightsabers <laughs> <laughs> somebody should do like yeah. a death count on droids because i think it would be higher than like any other movies mortality then oh my god i posted a tweet about that about how does anybody have any sympathy for the roger roger droids or is it just me and they were like yeah screw those guys let them all die and everything and i was like man anakin like the and battle droids those guys rangers. look like like fierce right it's like right what's that oh i said they're like putties from power rangers they just they just multiply they keep coming they're super yeah. annoying yeah like like they children. definitely have the annoying thing down yeah why did he why did they give them the personality like they're simpletons i think they just couldn't afford to do much more right because they had some that were a little bit more nuanced but they obviously were more expensive to create so that's why like most of the droids are like these kind of automatons that can't do much no i get that but why even give them personality at all the battle droids don't have any like the 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 deca the deca droids the destroyer droids whatever the hell they're called the ball droids they don't have any personality they don't talk the other ones don't talk the ones with the the cool you know the cool gun arms sticking out oh those are the scariest ones those are the ones that they had in mandalorian too right those are like the terminator droids that they'd like murder's entire village basically right and they slaughtered everybody those guys uh, imagine okay imagine it was the roger roger droids massacring everybody in the mandalorian (laughs) roger roger (laughs) just slaughtering younglings and everything you know what i mean just like that would be horrifying think about it think about how horrifying those roger roger droids would be if they like showed up at your house and just murdered everybody in your house with that stupid personality (laughs) those things actually do look (laughs) kind of like rabbits or something anyway you know yeah, they're not very scary. Um, but yeah, I mean, Anakin and, and Obi-Wan have no problem mopping them up. And that scene, you know, about the thing on the bridge, that's interesting to me because that actually happens minutes before the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, right? Like, yeah, no yeah, sooner like said, are they yeah. done, like, with that, then it's like they have to hop in their Jedi fighters and go rescue the Chancellor. And and yep. then at the same time, like, there's a holocron of uh, Ahsoka you know, and oh my gosh, I love that scene, like where where they show Ahsoka because she's like kind of looking back, turning her head over her shoulder, and she's like, "You missed this spicy Twi'lek. You missed your chance, Anakin." <laughs> <laughs> she's a lesbian. No, dude. she's not. <laughs> Let me have my fun. It's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! It's a pandemic. Let me fantasize about this Twi'lek over here. Okay. About an eighteen-year-old. But that was the last time they spoke, right? That was like the last yes, time they spoke. It was basically, yeah. Well, no, no, actually, no. That is interesting. The last time they speak, I think, is when they encounter the clones with the uh, face paint and Anakin somehow, oh, in the yes. midst of all yes. this chaos, Anakin has had time to go harvest some blue kyber crystals and to retcon her lightsabers and make them for and present them with this beautiful display box. I mean, he spent a lot of time on that. I just want to know when he had time to do that. <laughs> like, right, right before the bridge onslaught, he's like, you know, putting the final uh, you know, uh, wood stain on the box or whatever. <laughs> like... <laughs> well i'm so dumb i didn't realize why they kept showing the the helmets i'm like what is the deal with the helmets and then then she finally like held one of the and he like held one of the helmets and you saw like her face and you're like oh that's her face on it oh now i get it i didn't get that i was dumb because i'm like why are they showing us these guys helmets i don't i don't understand it mm. it's they're cool looking but then and then it, i was like oh, okay All that's right. like her own unit so that's like her own unit is is sent to kill her basically 
Which, if you know anything about coups, that's how it happens. It is. Yeah. Start many coups there, Teeb? I've been uh, on certain ends of them. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard with your red face to actually Ahsoka Tanoify it with a little bit of white paint, I think, actually. Well, I might have a little bit of a history with Ahsoka Tano, but that's for another time. Don't tell me it's true. You'll make me jealous. I'm telling you that she's a lesbian. I know that for <laughs> you a fact. You found out the hard way? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hey. saying that. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and then the and then the music and then the hip hop music comes in and it's like, I got ninety nine problems, but a Twilight ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. oh god. Teep Teep thinks that uh, any woman that rejects him is a lesbian, so <laughs> So only one. Gotcha. Right. Well, it was a really cool show. I I mean, in spite of all my criticisms, I very much enjoyed it. I think it's definitely the strongest stuff to come out of uh, Clone Wars that I'd seen uh, consistently. Um, and we have to talk about that last scene, right? I mean, they they did record Ray Park uh, mocap for the lightsaber battles, which I could totally tell his silhouette there. I in thought the they did. I thought they did. Yeah, I thought they did. And and so my question is, do you think that they also got David Prowse to come in and do Vader mocap of him walking in the snow and picking up a lightsaber and turning it on? Isn't he dead? David Prowse? Oh, no, no. He's very much alive. Okay, good. Then maybe. What do you think, Vegan? Was that David Prowse's mocap? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that bit went... <laughs> <laughs> that, that that they got killed by Holdo the Holdo maneuver, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right. No, uh, I no. Obviously, I knew he wasn't dead. Um, yeah, I thought that was the most obviously was the most powerful scene. Everybody when the when this show came out and they were all talking about it on Twitter and everything like that. I was trying really hard to avoid spoilers, and all I saw was like respect to Ahsoka Tano. Wow. All over, over, and over. But I, I, I am. I was getting kind of chagrined though because a lot of the polls were coming back and saying that Ahsoka was better than Leia, and I don't agree with that. Um, I think she's awesome. I think she's one of the coolest uh, female characters in Star Wars of all time. But I think uh, you got to go Leia, Amidala, and then Ahsoka. With n- and only because they never mention her in three movies. With no mention of Ray or Rose Tico, Teeb? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Harsh. Amidala? Yeah, Queen Amidala. Hello, Queen, Senator, badass. I, I like that they were trying to tie the events in, you know, to the rest of canon with that scene. And I suppose we're supposed yeah. to think that Vader has been searching for her and finally thinks he found her dead or whatever. Um but like, was that? Oh, that's what that was supposed to be. Was I didn't get that at all. Well, because like there were the graves of the clones and like the lightsaber, and he looks at it and he's like, oh, maybe you know, maybe she's dead or maybe she's not. It's like this reminder for him. Yeah. And but and in Rebels, she's he he goes, oh, she lives. The apprentice lives. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But like, no. See, I don't think he was looking for her. I don't. I don't think he was looking for her at all. I think he just happened upon that while he was. You know, trying to kill the rebels because he was on Hoth to kill rebels. Was that? I mean, that was Empire. That was Empire Strikes Back. Do you think that was Hoth? That was Hoth. Yeah, one hundred percent. Really? I don't know. Yeah, because it, it it wasn't snowy. Like, and then suddenly it they showed gets that it was snowy. snowy. They showed that the planet changed. To me, it looked like anyway. Huh. 
Am I wrong about that? I don't know. I've read different things. You, watch, mean, you it, watch everything 16 times on pause and you know rewind to see if you can <laughs> see long arms on a girl. I don't know what the hell that's about. It definitely but is did meant you see to that look it's Hoth? like Hoth because there's the droids, you know, those um, spy droids. What are the they probe called? Droids. I remember. And probe droids. Imperial probe droids. Yes, Imperial probe droids. And then the the storm do, the stormtroopers all have their little aprons on because everyone knows that the first thing you do before going to a frozen planet is bake bread. And so I, I, I guess it looked like it's supposed to be Hoth, but it doesn't make sense to me that it's Hoth at all. Like that's. Didn't you see the rebel base? Didn't you see the rebel, like the hangar? Was that the rebel base from Hoth or was it another yeah, rebel I'm base? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you get Dave Filoni on the horn, he would tell you that that's Hoth, man. So that's why the rebels established their base there on Hoth is because... Ahsoka Tano buried a bunch of clones there and left her lightsaber. <laughs> maybe they will. Maybe they will retcon that to be that's where Hoth ended up because of something with Ahsoka Tano. You never know. This can but come up in the Obi Wan, the Obi Wan show, like in the interim. You it know, could come we'll, up in Kenobi too. We'll yeah. get we'll get some scene of Obi Wan Keno- uh, Kenobi communing with Qui Gon Jinn, and he's going to be like. Oh, Qui-Gon Jinn, I'm so lonely here on Tatooine. Uh, there's no Jedi except for Yoda alive anywhere. And he's like, oh, don't worry, Obi-Wan. Ahsoka Tano left her lightsaber on Hoth. And that's where you must go to talk to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, I, he's kind of also, busy could fighting. You take a look at my mixtape, my rap mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jet Lucas really loves that. Uh, yeah. anyway. well, I don't know. I, to me, it was to me it was Empire Strikes Back, and it and it meant it meant more to me that it was Hoth, and that like even while he was doing all this stuff that we watched when we were kids, where he's hunting the rebels and everything like that, he he happens upon something from his past that, and again, you remember I mentioned this in, in an Empire Strikes Back uh, episode. He has that moment of humanity, that moment of regret, where he doesn't let them shoot Han, or they, he doesn't let them shoot uh, Chewbacca. Remember? Yes. And and I said they like he puts he pushes down the blaster because he recognizes that that's a real moment, and that's one thing about Anakin and Darth Vader. He respects like uh, what's the right word for it? He respects people that have like a real moment. Like he's gonna let you have that moment. Hmm. Like he's not just gonna murder you without you having that chance to have that to cut final his uh, to cut of... his legs off and his arm off and leave him to burn in a molten lava pit. Yeah, he wouldn't do something like that. Right. And by the way, he would kill you. He would follow through. <laughs> From the most beautiful place in the galaxy comes the most exotic bronzer product in the galaxy. Ah, Soak Atano. Made from natural oils, Jogan fruit, Thala Siren milk, flora, nuts, and protective sunscreen. A complete skincare line created by one woman, Ahsoka Tano. For one reason, white is for clone trooper armor. Apply our patent no-streak formula directly to the skin for that deep, rich Ahsoka Tano look. Or use it to decorate your helmet to show solidarity. Now that the beaches are closed, ah, Ahsoka Tano is perfect for those needing a little help. Now available on Tatooine, Coruscant, Naboo, and even Hoth. Shipments will arrive on Exegol soon. 
Warning, bronzer may turn skin orange. Bronzers will not affect cloned skin. Faking Star Wars Listener Mail. Well, gentlemen, that sound means it's time for Listener Mail. It's been a while since we've had some Listener Mail. It's been a while since we've had some listeners. <laughs> that is actually true. <laughs> when we don't have episodes, we don't have listeners, right? Um, I'd like true. to uh, remind people to subscribe, by the way, to our Discord server, um, if you're familiar with that, because uh, we actually got some questions from Discord this uh this week so excellent yes and you can subscribe to the discord um by going to bit.ly slash fsw discord make sure fsw is in all caps by the way so um but raise simp and simp must be like the newest hot word in the internet uh but raise simp from our discord server asks how do you think things would have played out had ahsoka joined maul Excellent question. Excellent question. I thought that she was actually going to join him at one point there. Um, I think that he was right. (laughs) Everything he said was right. That was the funny thing to me. Um, He was trying to warn her. He told her that everything was going to change. He told her that Darth Vader was going to come into existence basically without using the name Darth Vader. He said, look, this guy who is your mentor is going to he's he's the new, he's the new Sith apprentice he's taking my place and he was 100% correct and so i think it, she should have served him uh she should have worked not served him but she should have worked with Maul mm-hmm. until it wasn't to her advantage to work with him anymore like a spy that would have been very interesting to me hmm hmm would have been interesting i, I think it would i think it would just have changed too much as far as you know what her character goes through and and does in in the other franchises uh, like rebels especially that if she were to turn or 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 join i mean she, it's not really turning but i guess i i, I like what team said yeah i mean if she became like a spy and she you know kind of strung him along until she got what she needed and then she's like okay that would have been that would have made it an interesting good story i think well, it could have echoed the sort of experience of um, Asajj Ventress sort of teaming up a bit with her and uh, with, uh, I believe, Obi-Wan Kenobi earlier in the series, too. They had sort of a, a tag team of mutual interests, um, you know, and, well, Anakin, I guess. And so, yeah, that would have made some mm. sense. If you watch Rebels, too, Maul is part of Rebels, and he's like he's like this outcast. He's like set aside, and he doesn't have his power anymore. He's not part of the Crimson Sun or whatever the hell it is uh he he's a broken fallen man and to me that would play into if ahsoka had used him and like betrayed him and cast him aside and used what she needed to get from him that could have definitely played into where he ends up in rebels and her character in rebels you only see her for like a blink in rebels unfortunately so i don't think having her run off with him would have been too ridiculous actually i think they should have run off together i mean to me there's a mutual attraction they both use the force um can you imagine what a little baby would have looked like with those darth maul horns and those ahsoka liku that would have been the cutest baby in the galaxy red yeah they're both red i mean they're they're (laughs) keeping it in their their redness i don't know (laughs) i found that to be very erotic and i'm going to go on google right now to look at uh 
parody porn of Ahsoka Tano and Darth Maul. I'm sure there's entire servers of the stuff already. So free legs, post legs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, we had a we had a question here from uh, Empress Ahsoka Tano, who is at Ahsoka Tano SW, and that's Tano with two O's. So not the canon spelling of Ahsoka Tano, but they asked, who is the best Sith in Star Wars canon and legends? And I assume they want us to talk about Sith in the context of of uh, Clone Wars. So Well, it's definitely not Dooku. Dooku's, I mean, his name even sounds like Dookie, like Duke, like just, just stop. Yeah. Just stop already. You're, it, you ain't it. it. It isn't Dooku. That's for sure. Uh... I guess you'd have to go with Palpatine because he's he basically brings about all the actions that he needs to bring about to take over the galaxy. Like, hey, guess what? Good job, buddy. You did it. You did it. You took over the galaxy. Good for you. Yeah, good point. Now, you've only seen a few mm-hmm. episodes of Clone Wars, but who is your favorite Sith, uh, Vegan? Jar Jar. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar. Yeah, that makes sense. To be honest, I like Darth Maul. I mean, I... I'm not a big fan of the fact that they brought him back at all. I mean, I like how Dave Filoni in an interview, he sort of put that on George Lucas as well. He's like, you know, and uh, George Lucas uh, made me bring him back, you know, and then now that we have him back, he's like, we have to bring do something with him. Um, But like, it actually worked for me that he was this renegade, uh, former Sith, dark side user who uh, has an evil plot of his own that compromises everyone else's intention. He's like the chaotic evil of the show right mm-hmm. if you if you into mm-hmm. that sort of thing yeah and, and he's he's genuine he is what he he is you know and he flat out tells ahsoka that when he's like i'm not a saint i'm not a good guy by any means i'm just telling you what's what and this right. is what i know and i'm telling you right now <laughs> if you don't listen to me it's your own peril yeah and he he he, he sends he uses the force to warn her just in enough time so she doesn't get murdered by the clones because remember yoda had the sense because he's yoda right you just they're like okay yoda like knows what's up and he realizes he's about to get shot in the back but ahsoka's a you know a kid she wouldn't have that strong of a connection with the force to to realize it it's not like spidey spence right like oh crap i'm about to get murdered by my my own tree there's that would have never occurred to her in a million years that that is something that was possible to happen she had a an incredible bond with those troops i mean hell they were wearing her face on their helmets for christ's sake it's the last thing you think is going to happen is you're going to get massacred by your own troops so he sends his he sent you know he he sends her the warning just with enough time for her to react to survive. Why did he do that? I don't know. Maybe he just he still wanted to mate with her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he, that was like his la- that was his only hope. His only hope at survival was doing that. And I really like the part where she's like, "I'm not rescuing you. I'm just letting you loose so you can do you know create some chaos. That's what you're good at. Go do what you do." And, and I mean, you even said he's chaotic evil. It's, he's perfectly that. It's saving you what know? we it's love. Like, it's not destroying what we hate. It's the saving what we love thing, right? Well, yeah, he saved her ass. There's no other. You know, it's just like when R2D2 saves her butts so many times. It's like you, you can have an argument with anybody that wants to talk about how amazing Ahsoka is. If you really want to piss them off, remind them that Darth Maul is the only reason she's alive. Great. 
All right. Well, if you uh, have any questions for us about Star Wars, you can hit me up uh, at Storm Duper or at uh, FSW Radio. We'll be happy to read your questions on the air. And with that, gentlemen, uh, that sadly brings us to the end, uh, the finale of not only Clone Wars, but this episode. Um, Just a shout out uh, to the people that helped us uh, with some of the fake ads and the episodes here. Um, We really want to thank Dryden Voice for help with some of the voiceovers on the ads um, and Brennan McMahon for writing that Darth Jar Jar. You can follow him again at Real Darth Jar Jar. So tell the listeners where they can find us, Teeb. I don't know. <laughs> Am I supposed to talk? Yeah. <laughs> Am I supposed to... Uh, well, you can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at, at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at Real Faking Star Wars. If you want to submit a question for us on Twitter, use the hashtag FSW Radio and we may read it next week. You can also get official FSW t-shirts and other gear at bit.ly slash FSW merch. We've got some really cool specials going right now, especially some coronavirus masks that are uh, integrated into a charitable cause. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I am at StormDuper. I'm at VeganTheHut. And you can also follow me on Twitter at at T-Brontor. That's T-E-E-B-R-O-N-T-R. And follow fsw radio on twitter and instagram as well i have a thing i wanted to ask though too about the the merch sure do we do uh phone cases by any chance i don't think we have started selling those yet on that bit uh on that um uh, t-shirt site i don't know if they do phone cases they may they do mugs i have to check i've purchased everything except for the phone cases yeah we need to look into that people go out there and look and uh, see if there's any phone cases and uh if not yell at us yeah right right in and let that. us know what we sell on our own merchandising site <laughs> yes please do that <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you like what you uh, hear and want to support what you what we do, please visit patreon.com slash faking Star Wars. You can let us know if there's anything on that page as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, I try. I try to make so things gonna... interesting. I try. <laughs> um, sign up to be a no love. You'll, you'll help us fakers out financially to keep making this great content that you love, and you'll get a hot reward. You can join for as little as a buck a month. Be like Darth Taxus and Keith Harmon, who support us at the fake Jedi level no- Level night. <laughs> the fake Jedi like, <laughs> What's a level night? <laughs> the night. I'm really, soul. I'm totally cool. Yes. I'm totally cool, and guys. If you act I'm now, totally. Uh, we are throwing in a bottle of Ahsoka Tano uh, sun cream. So. <laughs> That'll be very cool. Uh, have you, have you, have you, have you, have you written us a review yet? If not, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us get some visibility when people search for Star Wars on their podcast app. I thought you were going to do that, like, each you word a in funny... a different accent, Teeb. Like, the first word in El Salvadorian, the second word in a Kiwi accent. <laughs> Uh, you don't pay me enough for that crap. Yeah. If you write a funny review, we may even read it in an upcoming upcoming episode. <laughs> One more thing before we go. We want to invite you to join the FSW Discord server, as you heard earlier. It's a free online chat room full of fakers discussing Star Wars, other nerd culture topics, and even playing some games. The link is bit.ly forward slash FSW Discord, and make sure that you put FSW all in caps. That Discord has been hopping the past week. I have been jumping in almost every day, so if you want to talk to me, 
Uh, you can definitely find me there, and I've seen both of you fellas as well lurking about in the Discord. Yeah, that's only because I think it's the Animal Crossing Discord, and I, and I have to immediately switch over. Yes. We may use that Discord in the future to do a live trivia thing or something. I don't know. We'll have to think about it, because we've been talking about that for a few years now. we just never done it. See, I just lurk in the background and troll all the... Uh, I troll through all the accounts that are that are speaking, and I try to... Um, dox them and get their <laughs> credit card information. Nice, nice. That's why we hired you. That's why we hired you. In gangster criminal. He is a gangster fact. Yes, exactly. I mean, duh. <laughs> As always, stay tuned to fakingstarwars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you and all of our wonderful followers for listening in. As always, tell a friend about us. Put us on uh, in your class, you know, as an educational experience uh, for your Zoom uh, virtual classroom. And, of course, may the foe be with you. See you next time. Bye. See you. Ahsoka Tano loves you. (laughs) (laughs) I like big huts and I cannot lie. (laughs) 